Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Few things in life can hold us back like fear. It steals our joy, it tells us we're not enough, and it stops us from being fully alive. We know deep down that this isn't what we were made for, but facing our fears and clearly seeing reality takes an immense amount of courage. On the podcast today, I interview the founder of Walking With Purpose, Lisa Berninkmeyer, on her newest Bible study, Fearless and Free. In the interview, Lisa shares with us three parts to a journey that she herself took to face her own fears, and she shares how we can take that journey too. Let's get started. Welcome back to the How To Catholic Podcast. It is Lisa today, no Kevin, because we have a very special interview with another Lisa. And I should have asked this before the podcast, but I feel like I always pronounce your last name wrong. Is it Brinkenmeyer? <laughs> Brinkenmeyer? How do you say One it? One more try. No, Brinkenmeyer. I know. It's, ah. it's so hard. It's so hard. There's an ink in the middle. And uh-huh. if you say the ink Brinkenmeyer, you don't go wrong. But the way I say my name is I don't pronounce the ink. So like... Everybody's just toast. Who's going to get it right if I <laughs> pronounce it? But Brennick Meyer is how I say it. Brennick Meyer. Okay. It's Dutch. I know it's a tough one. It's awesome. And your husband, where where is he from? He's from somewhere cool. Yeah, he's um, from Holland and England. So he grew up half his childhood in Holland and half in England. Okay. So you get really cool last names when, when you marry. That's the deal. Yeah. You get some international fun and names that are really kind of a killer to spell, but... Yeah, he's he's worth it. He's worth the name for sure. (laughs) I'm sure every time you have to like, you know, order something, they're like, can you spell that? (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We kind of do abbreviations and use those instead. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Good work. (laughs) Well, Lisa is a writer and speaker, Catholic writer and speaker and mom of seven, which is probably the most amazing thing you do. Um, We can Mm -hmm. talk about that all day. (laughs) Yeah, we could. Yeah. There's a lot of them from six to 25. So we're kind of in just about every stage of life, except no more diapers. Ah, No more diapers. No more potty training. I graduated. (laughs) Yeah, but everything else, we're kind of there. That's so amazing. Uh I love it. And Lisa, she's amazing, amazing background. Um, but her biggest thing is she is the founder and chief purpose officer of walking with purpose, which I love your tagline, the modern women's guide to the Bible. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So what they offer is Bible studies for adults, young adults, and for junior high girls. Um, so basically for women. And what I love is I've done your studies, some of your studies and they, when you say Bible study, like it's a Bible study, like, <laughs> and I can totally see. So you're a convert, right? I am. Yeah. From the evangelical church, which, you know, we were big on Bible study from pretty much, you know, preschool. Yeah. 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 Really from the get go. Yeah. So it's cool because it comes out in your studies. I think I I love there's so many different types of Catholic studies, but I think you more than anyone else really nail the Bible study part of it. So when you do a Bible study, one of Lisa's Bible studies, like you read the whole book 
Like, I think oftentimes it's like, oh, it's a Bible study. We read a few verses here or there, or, you know, we kind of like glean from different passages. But no, no, it's like, we're doing Ephesians. We're doing Ephesians. Like, the whole thing. <laughs> Front to back. You're looking at the whole book of the Bible, which is is so cool. And I, I really appreciate that about that. And I'm sure that's some of your Protestant background influence. Yeah, there. yeah, I think so. Yeah, we've got some topical studies. Um, So if, if that just sounds like way too laborious, we kind of move into that where we stay in the book the whole time. But um, I really love a study that does that because it mm-hmm. really protects us from picking and choosing what we want the Bible to say. Mm. And um, yeah, when you talk about Ephesians specifically, it's so such an awesome book, but it's got a couple of spots in it where you just so with women would love to skip over it because they're just, they're the dicey ones that you've mm-hmm. really, you know, people get kind of worked up and upset over. And when I came to those, when I was writing, um, the study on Ephesians, I was like, Oh Lord, like let's, let's just skip this section so oh, that yeah. I don't, you know, make anyone mad. Ephesians and, five. We know what you're talking it. about. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> And it was really so cool to get into it and go, no, because it's here for a reason. And so what does it have to say to a modern woman? And how can we delve into this um, in a way that is, you know, culturally sensitive, but doesn't lose the truth, you know, that, you know, is in scripture for a reason for us to learn from it and benefit from it. So it's as a writer, it's kind of a cool challenge to have to make everything personally applicable. Cause that's really a promise I make to, you know, anybody who does our studies is that if I can't answer the question, so what about something I've read and studied in the Bible, then it's not going to make it in to the Bible study because it's really important to me that right away we can see how this applies to our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that, that can sometimes be a challenge, but so far so good. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so in your most recent study that you just did yours on, which is kind of our to- well, not kind of, it is our talk- topic today on being fearless. How do we live fearless? Uh, so that's your most recent study going through Ephesians. I'm so excited. I want to dive in a bit with with you on this topic. Um, but just so people know, walkingwithpurpose.com, that is where you can, if you're like, whoa, Bible studies, there's more than one. Yeah, there's a lot. You've got about almost 15 at this point when you add yeah. them all together, which is just amazing. So walkingwithpurpose.com is where you can go to learn more about Lisa and her ministry. And we're going to talk about a little bit more too as we go. Um, But I want to make sure we definitely dive into our topic as well. And you can follow them on Instagram, walkingwithpurpose underscore official. It's a beautiful account to follow. I love um, just inspiration that you guys put up. And um, thank you. Yes, We all need more of that in our lives. So yeah, Go follow them on Instagram and you'll get some more pick-me-ups and inspiration throughout your day as you're jumping onto social media. So tell me a little bit. So this study in particular is one we're going to talk about, Fearless and Free. How, why why that topic? Because you've been doing a lot of Bible studies over the course of mm-hmm. what, a decade now you've been writing studies. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So this was really, this is by far my most personal study, hands down, it's my favorite. And without question, it was the hardest one to write. And um, I kind of joke around that I wrote it in blood, but I'm kind of not joking. (laughs) And but when I started writing it, like when the idea for it first came, I was actually sitting with um, a woman who does tremendous ministry with women who have um, experienced abortions. And she does this really cool retreat with them, where they all come together and they really experience God's mercy in a very personal and transformative way. 
And then they go away for six weeks and then she brings them back for another retreat, kind of a capstone. And she was sharing with me that as incredible as that experience is, that initial retreat, when the women were coming back, they were going back to the confessional and confessing the same sins again. Mm. And she said, I don't, I don't understand why that's going on. And as we were talking, I said, you know, it doesn't surprise me in that they've really, they've experienced God's mercy. They've experienced his forgiveness. It felt absolutely real. And you all surrounded them with love. So it's not like they were questioning that, but then the minute they head out in the door, the enemy of our soul is going to set out to steal everything that was just gained. Mm. And they do not necessarily have the tools in their spiritual toolbox to know how to fight the spiritual battle, but they've now been marked. Like they are now these free women that God can really use because of their brokenness, right? Not in spite of, but because of their brokenness. And what the enemy wants to do is to make them question whether or not that forgiveness was real to question who they are. Um, and the truth is that there is a lot, there are a lot of voices that speak into us all the time, right? And it's hard for us to differentiate, you know, what is the voice of, um, what are just my own thoughts? What's the voice of God? What is, you know, the voice of just the culture? What's my mother's voice? And what is actually the voice of the enemy who's really seeking to discourage and destroy me? And most people don't know how to differentiate whose voice it is. And as a result, they can't really differentiate truth from lies. And so they just go through the days questioning the truth of a lot of what they just experienced. I'm speaking specifically about those women at that retreat. So they come back and they're like, I want to go back to that last place where I experienced God's mercy. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get again, that assurance that, that I'm okay, that I'm loved, that I'm forgiven. So I had said to, um, to this woman, she's actually the mother superior of an order. Um, I want to write something for you for those women to have in between so that they start to gain some of these tools. So that was the plan. Wow. But then, then the Lord took me on a journey where I realized I needed what I was going to write. Mm. And it, it took the whole project to a much, much deeper level. I, I experienced a season of just real, really deep suffering and brokenness. And for all the Bible studies I had done, all the Bible studies I had written, all of the wonderful formation I've received throughout my life, I found I did not have what I needed to be able to stand spiritually firm, you know, and this was at a time that, you know, our ministry was just exploding. I was, I was writing, I was speaking, I was traveling the country, all those things, but inwardly I felt absolutely paralyzed by fear. And, um, it was all around, um, walking alongside a child and um, one of my children who was experiencing really intense, um, depression and emotional darkness. And it was really terrifying. And, and it wasn't just that there was more to it. And fear for me became so huge. And my desire to just stay in bed and hide from it all was the, probably the strongest desire in my day. And I just sat there having just begun this project for these other women saying, Lord, you are going to have to teach me how to walk out, you know, to, to walk out without fear in these circumstances, because mm -hmm. your promises still stand true. And so I've got to figure out a way to, um, to walk through this really terrifying time with strength and in freedom and not losing my identity as a beloved daughter of God. And so it's really 
this study is really my story. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's very personal, but we root it in scripture. We root it in Ephesians and we, and I would say I'm, we parked in Ephesians the whole time, but I reached backwards to St. Ignatius for his insight on discernment of spirits, which was invaluable. That comes a lot into the study. And I reached into current research from Dr. Bob Schutz, who is doing tremendous work in the area of inner healing um, and pulled that into the study as well. And um, I think what's come together is a really, really powerful tool to help women um, set out in life fearless and free and living truly a transformed life of wholeness. That is so relatable. I, I, I so know what you're talking about with when we have those experiences where it's like, okay, like I know God's real. I know that he loves me. Like I get it like kind of, you know, and then you go back into, I don't want to say the real world, you know, but like you step out of that moment and it's like, now what? Like, where do I go from here? Like, how do I handle this? And that's so incredible that God took like that experience of those women and like kind of reminded you of your own experience of that. Like, do you even know now what, like, do you even know, like, (laughs) where do you go from here? Um, yeah. yeah, And I, I totally see, I've done most of the study and I totally see like your heart is in it and it is vulnerable in that sense, which I really appreciate. I'm not a fluffy person. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, let's get real, let's get deep and like, let's do some work. And this, yeah. And this requires work. And I think that sometimes we yeah. t- kind of shy away from it and hide sometimes in this like, oh, but you know, well, it's just that God loves you and it's going to be okay. But it's like, no, no, no. I have real questions. I have real struggles. I have yeah. real fears that I need to work through. And so I think this yes. is such an amazing tool. So thank you for taking the time to write it oh. and to think through this. And I'm so excited to be able to give our listeners just a little taste mm-hmm. <laughs> of what this process looks like. Um, yeah. Because you've broken it down kind of into this like three-part journey. And yeah. it is a journey. That's our book, Dating Detox. We talk about the same thing. It's a journey. Like anytime you're making a life transformation or shift in the way that you view who you are and who how the world works, it's, it is. It's a journey. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's dive in here to part one of this journey, which sure. we spend two weeks on in the study, The, the Awakening. The Tell awakening. me about so that. So they all start with W. So that helps us to remember. Oh, yeah. So the awakening. So this is the part where you discover your true identity in Christ. And you you wake up to the fact that um, we all are given a true identity in Christ as beloved daughters. Um, but whether or not we live out of that identity is is very debatable. And we also wake up to the fact that there is a spiritual battle going on and we have an enemy and what he wants more than anything is to convince us that our our birthright identity as you know baptized daughters of God is is not really who we are and to hand us a counterfeit and he wants us to live out of that and so that counterfeit identity tends to be placing our sense of worth and our sense of, um, you know, who I am around what we do around, you know, what we, what we produce. And, um, Satan loves nothing more than if we allow that to be what defines us, Mm -hmm. because he also knows if he can attack us here, if he can get us, um, to a place where, where we, you know, we're, either questioning our true identity as beloved daughters, or we just simply are not paying attention. Mm 
then he's going to get to play with us because the counterfeit identity is one that can be really messed with. And we can, we can lose ourselves in it. Like we can be successful one day and feel really great about who we are, but then we can experience failure. And then it's like, well, who even am I? And so he loves it when we're Mm -hmm. basing our identity around, you know, what we do or what we have, or here's a big one, what other people think of us. And when we take that on and that becomes how we define who we are, um, we're kind of sitting ducks for him to just play with us in the Mm -hmm. spiritual battle. But I think we need to wake up to that because I don't think a lot of us recognize what has happened, that we have started um, buying into this lie that who I am is defined in some other way other than being a beloved daughter. Mm-hmm. So we wake up to that in part one. And those are the first um, the first couple chapters of Ephesians where we do that. Yeah, that awareness is so key because I think sometimes we don't recognize that we have a distorted view of who we are and that mm-hmm. the world is affecting it. And yeah. we just kind of think, well, you know, like I'll just, you know, keep living in the same mindset and like magic, I'm just going to become holier. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. no, you got to yeah. like, redefine some things here. Absolutely. Um, it's like you said, Lisa, that, you know, there, it's stuff that we know in our head. And so, I mean, I could have parroted all the right answers mm-hmm. to so much of this way before, but it hadn't gone to a place in my heart where I truly believed it. Yeah. Okay. So that's a big journey. That head to heart journey is a huge part of healing. And, um, and I don't think that we always recognize how big a block that is because we've not owned our own stories. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big part of the, of the study is really challenging you as the you know person going through the study to own your own story, because it's the very parts of our stories that we most want to ignore that we most wish had never happened. That are the parts of our stories that most need to be told mm-hmm. for the sake of our others, but for also our own sake. And it's very often where our purpose is going to be found because so often God takes those places of, of brokenness and our purpose is born out of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if we ignore it, we're often ignoring something really important that God is wanting to use. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So there it is. Part one of the journey is is the awakening, just taking that time to really do some self-reflection and recognize, well, who am I? Like, and what's the truth of who I am? And, waking up to that reality that there's a battle going on. <laughs> this is, yeah. it's not going to be easy. Um, and there's, there's some real stuff that we need to come to terms with. So yeah. perfect. Awesome. Okay. So it is time for our mid show break here and it is time for our Catholic hack. And I asked Lisa if she had any hacks and I love what you sent over because I feel like I'm getting ready to enter into a season of life where this is going to be really good. So tell okay. us what is your hack? Yeah. So I think of a hack and I think we all want something that doesn't take any time, right? That's kind of like the perfect hack. But for me, a hack is something that saves me time in the long run. And so it might mean a little bit of effort today, but I'm killing a bunch of birds with one stone. To me, that is a good hack. So the way that we um, kill a bunch of birds with one stone in our family is on Sunday morning. And things that I really want to see in my family is I want my kids to know that what they're hearing, the scripture they're hearing at mass is um, straight out of the Bible and is relevant to their life. I want them to wrestle with the truth of it and I want them to be able to discuss it. And I want them to um, also just on a different note, have good manners. Like I want them to know how to sit at a table and behave themselves and 
you know, know how to, um, yeah, know how to act in, in social situations like that. And I also want our week to not be chaos. And I want us to all know what's going on with one another. So what we do on Sundays is we set the table, like this is when we get all the good stuff out. So all the pretty stuff, the nice napkins, we light the candles, um, the kids help put together a breakfast and it's a sit down breakfast. You know, we've got the fruit, we've got the muffins, we've got the eggs, you know, we really make an effort and sit down and we first run through the week and just say, this is, you know, everybody's schedule. And then we have one of the kids read the gospel and, um, we discuss it as a family and, um, it's really simple. You know, it's not like we go way deep and it's just a chance for them to engage a little bit. But we found that it's the nicest part of our week. It's something that the kids, the older kids talk about. In fact, when our oldest daughter went off to college, we would like Skype her in. Like we'd set her at the table and like have her on the screen so she could sit and still be with us. That's Um, awesome. So yeah, so it's really helped us a lot to do a lot of things at the same time. I feel like that's like a super hack. Like you, you're it's killing. It's a super hack. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to let me use that hack. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I'm going to pick a different hack because that's too much. <laughs> that's a little complicated. It's complicated. Uh, no, it's but. Sit down to breakfast, run through the week, read the gospel, and you're good to go. But well, do it pretty and do it with do it with manners. Is that like annoying yeah. to people that I said that? Probably. But you know what? That's how they learn it. Otherwise, mm. you're out somewhere and you're mortified. You're like, oh, my word, did I never tell you not to do that? And it kind of gives us a chance to right? get out. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally correcting my kids on how they hold their fork. I'm like, guys, guys, you just turn your hand. Like, don't hold it like that, you know? <laughs> so, it's, it's, yeah, there's something kind of pleasant about the thought of, like, this is the day where we practice. And... Yeah. The rest of the time, we, we're not on them like that. But that right. day, we it's like, where does the napkin go? Actually, the napkin goes in your lap. Yeah. You don't make a you know paper airplane out of it, you know? So right. anyway, that's been good. That's worked well for us. I love it. I love it. I think it's so great. And I'm, it, it definitely brings out efficiency. Cause you're like, what are all the big things? Let's do them all at yeah. once. All at once. Yeah. All at once. Very good. So there it is. Get yourself a Sunday morning breakfast. If you're a family or if you've got roommates, I could see this too, as being a great thing as a house. Like if you're living yeah. with people, a good time to make that effort to build community. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yes. And um, if you cannot tell, we've also kind of been highlighting walking with purpose here. Um, So sometimes we do a highlight. So I just want to remind everybody walkingwithpurpose.com is where you can find all of Lisa's Bible cities. Is there anything else you want to share about that ministry or did we cover it? Where, Where are we at? Um, yeah, there's another big part of what we do is leadership development for women. And so we have an online leadership development program. We offer mentoring and, um, we really want to help women step out and lead in the church and create community wherever they are. But we know that that's not easy to do. And so we really meet you right where you are at, grab hold of your hand and we help women, um, develop walking with purpose groups and, um, and offer, you know, the online training, the promotional tools, really everything you need to bring that to, um, to where you are, whether that be your college campus or your neighborhood or your church, wherever. That's beautiful. Cause I think that's the intimidation for most people is like, I do it, but I don't think I'd be good at it. It's like, mm. you're taking out that excuse. You're like, I will that's teach right. you how to be good at it. Well, and the biggest thing that we really believe is that, um, the more you think you're not equipped for it, we believe that probably makes you the most effective leader because the woman who's like, oh, I have so got this. I'm really, I'm super gifted for this. This is my thing. Doesn't tend to rely on the Lord nearly as much. You know, she doesn't depend on him because she kind of has got it. And this kind of work, when you step out and you are ministering to other women and leading them to a place of freedom in Christ, 
we need the Holy Spirit for that. Like that's actually mm-hmm. his work. Mm-hmm. And so it's really all about our dependence on him. So the more someone thinks, I don't know if I've got what it takes, the more thrilled I am because I know God will equip that woman. Mm-hmm. All she has to do is ask. Um, but the self-reliant one is going to probably have a harder time. Amen. Uh, yep. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I totally know yep. what you're talking about. That's so great. Okay. Awesome. Well, let is, let's uh, continue on our journey here with part two of the journey, which is the wrestling. Tell me a little bit about that. What are those two weeks like? So the wrestling is when you work through the battle in your mind and will. So this is where you are wrestling with your emotions. You're wrestling with your thoughts and you're wrestling with your will. And by that, I mean the difference between what I want and what God says is best for me. Like I've got to wrestle there. So mm-hmm. My thoughts. So most of us just let our thoughts run wild in our head. And a lot of us really just kind of follow them. Like I'm, I'm mad. Therefore, this is just how I'm going to act and I can't help it. And I really believe, um, and scripture actually agrees with me too. Isn't that so handy that uh, (laughs) (laughs) love it when that happens. So helpful that we can take every thought captive to Christ. That's a, you know, a verse in Corinthians. And so we talk about how do you actually do that? How do you get a grip on your thoughts so that you can think the way that God wants you to think? And so a lot of that battle is really up in your head that precedes our behavior and our decisions. And then we also move into chapters in Ephesians where it's, you know, talking a lot about holiness. And so that's a big part of the wrestling. We've got to wrestle with the fact that um, sometimes the reason why we're not living fearless and free is because we're making choices that are contrary to what God says is going to really help us to flourish. Mm. And so as much as we just want to be told all the time, you're beloved, you're wonderful, like, oh, God just loves you. And you know, he's here for you and he'll never abandon you. Sometimes we actually need, you know, the kind of cold water a little bit of going, but if you really want to flourish, don't do A, B or C. Like that's really hurting you ultimately. And, Mm -hmm. um, so we, we sensitively delve into all that territory, you know, um, but, but the truth is that there are areas where we're the ones who've got to change. And so we wrestle, we wrestle with that because that doesn't come easy. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's that's yeah. a good summary, I think, of wrestling. And there's some love in making sure that that reality is known. It's like, yes, God loves you infinitely, and you can never do anything to, like, you know, get rid of his love for you. But at the same time, like, there's also this reality, like, you can do things that will separate you from him. That's called sin, mm-hmm. you know? And if we're not facing that, we're not doing anybody favors by not challenging them to something better, something that's going to allow them to really be able to to receive the grace that God's trying to give. Cause he's always trying to give it, but it's like That's our it. receptivity is so crucial. It is. That's it. So we get into yeah. that in the wrestling. Yes. So good. Okay. And then we've got part three of the journey, which is the warrior, the warrior. So this yes. is reclaiming ground and moving forward. So we go through all of this. We, we awaken to who we are in Christ and to the fact that there's a spiritual battle. We wrestle with our thoughts and with, um, with our will. And, and then we don't do all of this just so that we can be stronger, so that we can be fearless and free as individuals and just sit in that place happier. We, we do it for ourselves, but also for others, because we want to go out and reclaim ground that the enemy has captured. And we want to connect with our sisters, with our daughters, with our friends, with our mothers, with other people 
who are still in a place where, you know, they're stuck and they're not living in this Mm -hmm. way. And so we learn how to move forward and we learn also how to not just be reactive to, you know, the enemy's schemes and the way in, ways in which he wants to take us down because there's like defensive stuff that we can do to protect ourselves. But in the warrior, we start talking about this is how you can move forward. And so we talk about um, the armor of God, which is Ephesians 6 and all the different um, pieces of armor that we have. And we delve into that. We look at how the sacraments are a huge part of that. Um, And then we also really get into the sword of the spirit, which is scripture and how that is an incredible weapon that is at our disposal. And most of us don't know how to use it. And so we mm-hmm. learn, we learn how to use, um, the sword of the spirit. And I call that the, I declares, and that is probably my favorite part of the whole study where we start to learn how to use scripture, um, in the spiritual battle as, as a weapon and as a way in which we can really hold on to hope. Mm-hmm. And I love how in this particular part, you really emphasize like the need for prayer and like how that's mm-hmm. like, that's how like we fight the battle. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We use it, prayer is ultimately like, that's our go-to. Like there's a lot of ways we choose to fight and we can try to fight and we can try to do it on our own. But like, ultimately it's like, no, 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 it's, it's through prayer. It's through going to the table. It's through going mm-hmm. to the Lord. And that is where we're going to find what we're looking for. I have to mm-hmm. ask another thing in this part that stood out to me is you talked about wanting to get a tattoo of Fia on your wrist. <laughs> did you ever do it? I never did it, but I literally, but I write it all the time. Do I write still? it all yeah. the time. I do. I, I, the jury is still out. I might do it. I live in St. Augustine, Florida and like everybody has tattoos here. So when I first moved here, I was like kind of scandalized at the grocery store. I'd be like all these people, like, I'm like, seriously, three quarters of their body is covered. What is that going to look like when they're like 80 year old women, you know, but now I'm like super used to it. So I, I write it in Sharpie. Uh on my wrist Uh when I need the reminder fiat but Mm -hmm. thus far it has not been permanently done okay (laughs) I was just curious I didn't know if you went for it so that I know no I haven't gone for it I'm super afraid of pain really so I don't know what it would take for me to do it (laughs) yeah I get it I'm I'm yeah I'm the same way I'm like oh Forever, forever, forever. And what if I change my mind? (laughs) That's right. Well, hopefully, Fiat, you won't change your mind on, but the tattoo of Fiat, the tattoo, maybe so. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And Fiat just means like our yes, our yes to the Lord for His will in our life. So Mm -hmm. we're using a fancy Latin. Is that Latin, Fiat? Yeah, I think so. I know you're right. It's kind of fancy, fancy word. Mm -hmm. It looks cool. It's not just a car. Um, Yeah, (laughs) for to clarify. Awesome. So just to recap here, the three parts of this journey, first, the awakening, when we look at our true identity in Christ and realize that there's a battle going on for our soul and we have to recognize that and kind of come to terms with it. Second part of the journey is the wrestling where we actually, you know, as discomfortable as it can be, um, discomfortable, uncomfortable as it can be, (laughs) we actually face those things and and we kind of renew our mind and, you know, grab hold of what the truth is. Um, and, Mm -hmm. um, allow Jesus um, really into those places to, to wrestle with us um, and, and to see clearly with our mind and our, our will what's going on and choose clearly. And then finally, the warrior, um, where we re- reclaim 
uh, that ground, as you say, right, and start to move forward. And and I love that you emphasize that, you know, this isn't just for our sake, but it's for the sake of those we love too, Mm -hmm. and bringing them and inviting them into this process as well, which is so key because I think sometimes we sit in our brokenness and we think, well, I'm the only one or I had to figure this out on my own. And when we can open that up and realize like, no, no, we're all, we're all broken. We all need this process. No matter where we're at, you know, you yourself, Mm -hmm. you're like, I've been writing Bible study for 10 years and I need to go through this process. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I imagine, you know, just like any deep spiritual truth, it's probably one of those things you, we have to keep coming back to no matter where we're at, whether we're just completely broken and have just started this journey or whether we've been on it for 15 years, there's always more that we need to allow the Lord to to um free us from yeah. you know and uh, and give us that ability to be fearless so i'm so grateful that you wrote this study um let's let's give them our how to challenge because every every episode we end with a challenge cuz we don't you know much like you i'm just task oriented in so many ways right. and so like all right well what are we going to do about it our so. how to challenge so like if i had to pick between you doing the hack and you doing my how-to challenge, I just want you to know that I prefer the how-to challenge, okay? Got <laughs> That's it. the one I really want you to do. Yeah. And my challenge is that you would go through Fearless and Free with a friend. It's mm. a six-week study. Um, it truly has the potential to change your life. And doing it with a friend, I think, makes a huge difference because you can really be sharing your stories with one another and processing together. I think that would make a really really enhance the whole experience and you can hold each other accountable to keep going. Yes. Yes. And we're going to do a giveaway because I've got an extra copy in my hands here of the study. Yeah. So check out um, my Instagram at Lisa Ann Cotter and um, we'll be doing a giveaway this week so you can maybe win a copy and get lucky there. If not, you can get on the website and pick up a copy to have and grab two copies you got one for your friend i love the idea of doing it together that accountability just increases the likelihood of your sticking to the commitment so um do it with a friend or a bunch of friends too i know at my parish they're they're doing a walking with purpose bible study um i don't know which one they're doing but i think they might be doing fearless and free right now so mm. yes I'd i love want to be a fly on the wall <laughs> i know i know i would i i so wish that i could have jumped into that one but we are in a season of crazy and yeah so it will this this too shall pass and then we will That's be able right. to jump back in but um yeah god is good so mm-hmm. all right so just as a reminder walking with purpose underscore official is where you can find walking with purpose on instagram and walking with purpose.com is where you can shop for bible studies you guys have a ton of stuff on there too like scripture printables right like yeah Spotify we have a really playlist. great yeah, really great artist who does that. So you can do, you know, phone lock screens and you can lo- download the free um, printables, Spotify playlists, praise and worship playlists that go with each of the studies. And and then those leadership development tools that I was telling you about before, it's all on there. Yeah. And too, I forgot, there's also, you have like a talk that you can watch at the end of each week that, or, oh, yeah. that goes yeah. with the week. So yeah, lots of talks that go along with the um, yeah with the studies. Yeah, so you can hop on there too. So really, you got to just go and, and mine through the site. There's a ton of stuff there, a ton of resources. You guys have done a great job of really equipping women to be able to use the Bible, and I just love it. So thank you so much thank for, you. for being on the show today, the podcast. It's been such a joy, and I'm just so grateful for your apostolate and all that you do for the church. So keep it up. In between thank the seven you, kids, keep it up. <laughs> thank you. You bet. 
All right. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want to connect with Kevin and I, our email is hello at madetomagnify.com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Kevin is at Kevin R. Cotter and I am at Lisa Ann Cotter. That is Ann with no E. As always, if you've enjoyed the show, please give us a rating on iTunes, add it to your podcast subscriptions, and tell a friend. These simple things help us get the word out about How to Catholic. Until next week, be saints. It's worth it.